Check, check, check. Oh, yeah. Fucking rolling. Sometimes I gotta check if this shit's rolling in the beginning because this shit's all fucked up. <laughs> no one's fault but my own, man, but we here. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you're in, you know what I mean? Today, here in sunny central Florida, it is Sunday, September. Oop, not September. I take that back. Sunday, October 11th, 10-11. Um, and it's about 10 before noon. So it's a sunny day out today. Got a little quick workout in this morning. Um, probably going to run up to the grocery store here in a second just to get some stuff. But like I said, it's almost noon and it's Sunday. I feel like right now is when the football crowd is always up there getting their little snacks and drinks and chips and salsa and shit like that for football Sunday. So in hopes of avoiding that crowd, I'm just going to wait till maybe 12.30, 12.45 or so, right about when the games are about to start. So everyone's sitting their fat ass on the couch. Your boy's up in there ransacking the shelves, aight? So Yeah. <laughs> Happy Football Sunday to anybody who gives a fuck. My fantasy team's doing pretty bad, so that's all I'm going to say about that, you know. Um, but first things first, since I've been talking about it, I know I told you I don't really like talking about it, but I feel like it's kind of my duty now. Um, we've been keeping tabs on this Tory Meg shit, and as of three days ago, he has now officially been charged with... Let me pull this up so I don't misquote it. The first article is saying Tory Lanez charged with felony assault in the Meg Thee Stallion shooting. And then the one right next to it says, just a little more vague, rapper Tory Lanez charged in Megan Thee Stallion shooting. So right now it looks like a felony assault charge, which I'm pretty sure carries a lot of weight. I saw another article saying he could face up to like 22 years in prison. But yeah, I'm not a legal expert, and like I said, I'm not a huge fan of, um, I just don't like talking about these topics too much, because I feel like it, it gives it unnecessary light. Um, so I'll kind of just double down on what I've said previously. Um, yeah, man, it's fucked up. I mean, assuming this is true, that you did shoot her, then yeah, you should go to prison. I don't know why... Even in an inebriated state or drug-induced state, whatever. I mean, I don't think shooting a female would ever cross my mind as being a good idea. But that's just me. Um, much love to Meg. Hopefully she's recovering okay. And honestly, I mean, you know, Tori, if you did the crime, go do the time. I wish nothing but the best for you as far as your life. I mean, I know I've said this before. I don't wish death on anybody. 
But, you know, if you really did this shit, then you kind of had this coming, man. So I don't really know what the fuck else to tell you. Um, keep your head up as best you can, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. I don't want to talk too much about that, so let's move it on. Um, but keeping it on music, we lost two legends this week. Um, two legendary musicians who have contributed an immense amount of talent to just the world of music. Um, I'm sure they've touched many of our lives, not just mine. And I'm talking about Eddie Van Halen, the notorious uh, or just famous fucking lick-shredding guitar, lead guitarist for Van Halen, the band Van Halen, and Johnny Nash, not to be confused with Johnny Cash. Johnny Nash sung, he was famous for singing, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. But let me look this up while we're here real quick. Johnny Nash. Because I, to my understanding, that song was written by Jimmy Cliff who is an old reggae artist um, from Jamaica. So I don't know. I'm Let me pull this up real quick. I want to see if Johnny Nash maybe did write it and Jimmy Cliff was doing the cover or vice versa. Um, let's see if we can get this figured out. Okay, so it's saying that even though Johnny Nash was born in Houston, Texas, it's saying here, prime, this is a direct quote. It says he was born in Houston, Texas in 1940, but it also says primarily a reggae and pop singer. He was one of the first non-Jamaican artists to record reggae music in Kingston. So that, assuming that's true, I'm going to assume that Jimmy Cliff being from Jamaica, wrote the song, and then this guy did his own rendition of it, would be my assumption, because back then everyone was remaking everyone's shit. Yeah, I mean, it's saying here he scored another UK hit with his cover of Marley's Stir It Up. Stir it up. So, let me look up Jimmy Cliff. I mean, he was born eight years later. Um, okay, maybe not. Uh, I guess I was wrong. Um, because I'm looking at Jimmy Cliff's biography now, and it's listing all his hits. And the last one it lists is and Johnny Nash's I Can See Clearly Now. So, I guess Johnny Nash wrote the song. Jimmy Cliff did a cover of it later. Which, like I said, back in the days, I mean, that was pretty commonplace. Um... So yeah, I mean, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen, R.I.P. Johnny Nash, two legends in the game, OGs, fucking pioneers. Literally, it said the first non-Jamaican artist to record reggae, so I mean, that's a pretty fucking big milestone in music, I'd say, you know what I mean? Um, it's funny, too, because I actually saw Jimmy Cliff live. I'll never forget this. This was years ago. I think it was at Sunset or Sunfest, one of those music festivals. This was down in West Palm. Uh, my brother was living there at the time. So this was fucking, I don't know, 2012 maybe, something like that. 
I remember I'd gone down with the girls dating at the time and her friends, and we were watching some other, like Less Than Jake or some, you know, ska band that I've seen plenty as a teenager. And I knew Jimmy Cliff was playing close by, and no one else that I was with even knew who Jimmy Cliff was. But being a, you know, a, a big reggae fan growing up on Bob Marley and Peter Tosh and those kind of dudes, I knew who Jimmy Cliff was, and I respected the fuck out of him. So basically after, you know, some light arguing about no one else wanting to go see him and them wanting to chill at whatever band we were um, we were viewing at the time, I just peaced out, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? You only live once. The fucking OG Jimmy Cliff is here. He was probably in his 70s, 80s. Let me see how old he is. Uh, he's 72 now. So yeah, he was in his late 60s probably at the time. Um, you know, Bob passed away in his late thirties, maybe early forties, I think. Um, so just kind of, yeah, carpe diem. I said, you know what? I'm gonna catch up with you guys later. I'm going to fucking see my boy, Jimmy Cliff. And, um, super glad I did it. I'm pretty, I'm almost positive. I caught that song. I can see clearly now. I caught a couple other of his kind of pop hits, um, but it was just, gr- I mean, I was front row. I just kind of walked up to the side right in the front. It was one of the, the festival setups where they just have a, like the metal gate at the front and it's just a large gathering of people. So you can kind of finesse your way in, especially if you're by yourself like I was. I know I have a bunch of photos on one of my old phones. But yeah, man, it was good to see. You know, I was probably the youngest person in the crowd. Everyone there was middle-aged folks and up because Jimmy Cliff is kind of an older artist, like I said. But yeah, man. Shouts to Jimmy Cliff, uh, much love and life to him, and once again, R.I.P., rest in power, rock in power, to Eddie Van Halen and Johnny Nash. I'm sure they're holding it down in hip-hop heaven, rock heaven, music heaven, whatever, you know. None of them did hip-hop, but it just sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, much love to them, man. Um which kind of just brings me to my next topic that I was discussing with the Buzzy Bros. I mentioned I went down to see them in Naples a couple weeks back. And we were having a discussion. We were just hanging out. They got a pool in the backyard. You know, it's Naples, Florida. It was a nice sunny day. We're just sitting in the back, relaxing, grilling out food, and just listening to music, kind of hanging out and stuff. And we had this long, in-depth conversation about the importance of music i mean i think i sparked the conversation just because i remember just when the thought hit me and me being a musician being so tapped into music and music being such a big part of my life the three of us got to talking about it and we were all agreeing with each other but it was just we after breaking it down man it's and you see, you know, these these music legends, um, you know, people die every day. And unfortunately, a lot of them are, are people who have left a huge impact on this earth. Um, talking specifically about music right now. And it's, it's just when you really stop to think about the importance and the significance of music on your life. Even if you're listening to this right now and you're not necessarily a musician or maybe not super into music like some people say you know what kind of music do you listen to like, oh, i don't listen to music really like hey 
you're lying, whether you know it or not. Um, B, I just don't understand that answer ever. I mean, think about anything you do. You watch TV, you watch movies, you drive in your car. I mean, anything. There's a soundtrack to everything. Music will bring, can bring any specific mood or kind of just feeling to any situation. You might hear a song and it'll literally mentally transport you back to 15, 20 years ago when the first time, you know, the first time you heard that song and um, whatever kind of life experience you might have been going through at the time or whatever the case is, it's just music is everything, dude. To me, I just wanted to talk about that, I guess, because... I don't know. I mean, it's always been so important to me, but I guess I never really verbalized it, especially with anybody else. Um, and even on top of that, especially with people who aren't in music. I have plenty of friends who are in music, so they would probably 100% concur with what I'm saying right now. But um, the two gentlemen, the Buzzy Bros that I was with, I mean, neither of them are involved in music in any way, shape, or form. So the fact that we were still all agreeing that, you know, music is just such a beautiful and crucial part of life, which brings up the other question, you know, people ask these stupid things all the time. Oh, would you rather do this or do that or, you know, fucking whatever. One of them that I've always kind of not seen quite eye to eye with, no pun intended, with the people I'm discussing this shit with is would you rather be blind or deaf? Obviously, both are going to fucking suck, right? I mean, not being able to see beautiful colors and just everything beautiful this world has to offer with your eyes would be fucking horrible. But, like I said, man, as much as that would suck, I don't know... I don't know if I could live without being able to hear music. Like, if you could see everything, but just imagine no sounds... To me, that's worse, man. I mean, they're, like I said, they're both horrible options. I don't wish blindness or deafness on anybody, any sort of fucking handicap whatsoever. But just given, you know, having experienced both for 30 years, I guess, and just being so in love with music, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know if I could give up music, to be honest with you. Um... And then you got like, you know, the daredevils and these dudes who say they got supersonic hearing, which basically it gives them sight or whatever, you know. That reminds me too, just quick side note. Uh, <laughs> I just started watching The Boys. You guys might have heard about it by now. I had never really heard about it. One of my friends told me, I guess they just put out season two. So I just ran through season one the past couple of days, and I'm going to start season two here shortly. But it's called The Boys. It's on Amazon. It's essentially about, imagine a, a much more vulgar and explicit Marvel series, right? Like, I'm not huge on the Marvel superhero stuff. I like it. I'm just, I'm not into it. Like, I don't know every character a lot of my friends have to see every movie. They know every little nuance about the Marvel world and stuff like that, which is cool. You know, everyone's got their thing. I just, I'm not that into it. I'll watch it, but I'm just not super fucking into it like that. So when I started watching this show, it's about superheroes more or less. So originally I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be into this really. 
But ironically, it's kind of like, like I said, it's a more vulgar, a more, I guess, raw, stripped down version of, you know, it's parallel to Marvel. It's basically showing like a much more realistic version of it, honestly. It's showing these dudes, I mean, they're cursing, they're doing drugs, they're talking about sex and all sorts of, I mean, shit that you would think real people would go through, whether they're superheroes or not. Um, And it kind of paints them out to be the anti-heroes, which I also appreciate as well. I don't want to give it away too much, but I will just say, like I said, as a non-superhero person, I'm fucking with this show pretty heavy. So don't let the superhero aspect of it kind of turn you off. I've been enjoying it thoroughly. I've it's full of surprises. It's full of like gore and not when I say gore, I don't mean I feel like that makes people think of horror movies and stuff, but kind of like uh Tarantino-esque, just people getting their heads blown off, people getting fucking cut in half by the the pseudo Superman's fucking laser vision and shit like that. <laughs> like it's pretty tight, dude. Um, yeah, I don't remember how we, oh yeah, <laughs> how we got here, uh, it just reminded me, cause the, the deaf and blind thing, real quick, it's not gonna ruin anything of the show, but, <laughs> real quick, they're, in the show, they're more or less, like, auditioning new superheroes to be in their little clique or whatever, and there's this dude who essentially is, uh, a pseudo daredevil, He's got super crazy hearing. He's like a fucking super ninja and stuff, but he's blind, right? And uh, <laughs> the pseudo Superman is kind of like, you know, friendly, talking to him, interrogating him a little bit, see if he would make the cut or whatever. And <laughs> he walks up to him and goes, okay, but what if I did this? <laughs> and just smacks both of his fucking hands on his ears, uh, you know, and his supersonic hearing, you know, it's... It doesn't go well, let's just say that. It was pretty fucking funny, but that shit just reminded me of that. Um, But yeah, man, just to bring it back, if you're a non-music person, I'm just going to lay it out there. You're fucking weird to me. I still, I can fuck with you still. We can still be friends and shit like that. But for those people who just say, yeah, you know, I'm not really into music. I don't really like any specific kind of music or specific artists or whatever. Even if you feel like that, you subconsciously do. I guarantee it. There's a song that you keep seeing in movies or a TV show that you might think is catchy or that has impacted your life one way or another without you knowing it. Um, I almost guarantee it. And on top of that, it reminded me the other day I was watching this Bob Marley documentary on YouTube called Legacy, so check that out. But it kind of, uh, there's a scene, or not a scene, but there's a part in the, in the mini doc where they're all kind of just gathered around the fire you know what I mean? They're all taking turns, kind of spitting rhymes and just singing to each other. One's got a guitar or whatever. And they're showing the dudes playing like um, the trash can drums in the street and stuff. And all of that to me just solidifies how little you need to create music and just the simple pleasures like just a dude beating on some four trash cans on the sidewalk would entertain him for you know what I mean like endless amount of time versus not having the music just having that simple option to play music will keep that man busy for god knows how long 
but it, it watching that Bob thing just reminded me of that because you know they're in a a not so nice area of Jamaica, so they don't have a lot of stuff. And like I said, they're all just kind of sitting around a fire, just enjoying the camaraderie and everything. And this dude is, and he's a good singer too, but he's singing. But you could tell by what he's saying and how he's saying it, A, that there's pain coming through in that music. So I'm sure it's therapeutic for him to some extent. But also just the joy that he's getting. Just I mean, there's no instrumentation behind him either. I'm thinking of this one specific part. Me and my bros. He's just just being able to sing and express himself freely like that. You can see that it's it means everything. You know what I mean? Um, big old smile on his face. So, yeah, man. Um, long live the music, you know? But that's all I wanted to say about that was just the importance of music, man. Um, it also reminds me of this uh, Ab Soul music video. Uh, what is this song? Don't want to share my light with him and Kendrick. Um, Illuminate, I'm pretty sure, is the name of the song. But if you check out that music video, the motif of the video is essentially like a post-apocalyptic um, world, right? Where these people, they find a bunch of quote-unquote ancient artifacts. And the artifacts is a bunch of music. I mean, mainly being his, you know, it's his video. But they find all these old vinyls of like his Control System album. I think they find some old Jay-Z in there, Nas, stuff like that. Kind of just depicting, I mean, the music we make today really does kind of, it's our audio footprint, sort of, if that makes sense. It's almost like we're fossilizing a, a feeling. If that even makes sense. I mean, I'm probably sounding like I'm fucking insane right now, but if you really think about it, we I mean, know fossil was a a biological piece of something, a piece of biology, you know, a fish, some foot, a piece of uh, flint or, you know, arrowhead or something like that, that essentially just gets encapsulated in the earth for X amount of years, X thousand amount of years, and then it's we find it whenever later, whatever the fuck, and we look at it, and it's perfectly preserved. But more importantly, it just it allows us to kind of peek into that time frame, peek into that small window of time where whatever whatever fossil we're looking at, whatever was fossilized in the thing that we're looking at, may not exist today i.e. dinosaurs you know what i'm saying so when you think about it from that aspect dude um yeah i mean music is we're essentially i mean i'm using the term fossilizing loosely we're not you know we're not taking vinyls and <laughs> burying them in fucking limestone so dudes can find it a thousand years from now or whatever but we're taking sounds and trapping them in an audio file. I mean, um, not being technically accurate at all, but just bear with me. We're trapping these vibes, these sounds, these feelings, emotions, words, melodies, uh, just small fluctuation fluctuations in our voice, really, and you know, other sounds, drums, bass, guitar, shit like that. And we're encapsulating it into either audio file, a CD. I mean, CDs are kind of out now and shit, but 
Um, so God knows how long in the future someone finds your shit, whether it's online, there's some new medium of music that we don't even know about yet that they find it on there or something like that. Like, oh man, this is, you know, in 2020, this is how they were rocking. This is how dudes were feeling. Oh, coronavirus? I never fucking heard of that shit. It's almost, we're writing our own history, you know? Anytime you make a song, and I mean, not every song is going to be equivalent to, you know, a history textbook or, you know, uh, whatever, but some songs are literally just meant just to talk shit, just to have fun, just to party, just to whatever, but... You know what I'm talking about. I mean, there are songs that are timeless today. I love seeing that Fleetwood Mac song, Dreams, blowing up like crazy because the dude, I don't know his real name, I apologize, but the, his his um, handle, his, his uh, username or whatever online is like Dogface420. I'm sure you've seen it by now. He's the... He's got the the feathers tattooed on the back of his head, and he's just cruising down the street on a longboard, I'm assuming, skateboard or something, drinking the ocean spray, but he's listening to that song Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, and, you know, that song came out in, what, the fucking 70s or 80s? I don't know. And I was reading, because of that video, that song has seen an extreme spike in streams now. So I guess I say that to say, I mean, even though the majority of people may not have been listening to that song or Fleetwood Mac before they saw this viral video, it's just that alone. I mean, granted, the the vibe of the video helped kind of propel this into the virality that it's gotten, I guess, but also it's the vibe of the song. There's so many young kids, I guarantee, who are watching that video who have never heard that song before. They may not even know who Fleetwood Mac is, but they they get the vibe. I mean, he's cruising. I wish I could fucking show you the video. Um, I'll play it. Nah, I can't even do that. But yeah, I say that to say, dude, music is the shit, okay? <laughs> Um, that's really all I got today. We're coming up on 30 minutes here. I ranted a little longer than I wanted to, but fuck it. it is what it is. That's what we do with the K-Podcast, you understand? But yeah, man, once again, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I got the email set up. If you want to contribute anything, questions, tell me to go fuck off, whatever. The email is the real K podcast at gmail.com. T H E R E A L K P O D C A S T at gmail.com. And once again, um, I do have some other guests lined up. I finally started kind of advertising the podcast. I, I wanted to get at least five or 10 episodes under my belt before I started advertising it and putting it out there just so that way people would have a decent amount of shit to listen to rather than tuning in you get one episode and you're fucking one and done so it's official now the k podcast is motherfucking official so we fucking out here apple podcast spotify um any podcast streaming platform i should be available and if i'm not let me know so i can try to get it over there as well like i said i'm still kind of getting my feet wet here in the podcast game, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure it out, but 
that's all you can do sometimes, man. Trial and error. Um, you know, just roll with the punches. Keep on swinging, ducking, and firing. Boom, 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 boom. You know me. Shout out Griselda. <laughs> but yeah, bro. We signing off for today. Happy Sunday. Enjoy your fucking weekend. KPOD. Stay smart. Stay safe. Stay motherfucking sexy. You heard? But yeah, bro. Keep it. T- <laughs> <laughs> Alright, peace. The K's podcast. Peace.